Welcome to this week's podcast from Capital Church's Young Adult Service. We hope this message encourages you, and thank you for joining us. Um, but true story, no, um, our amazing pastors, Pastor Tracy and Garrison, um, pastors, Pastor Tracy's um, grandma passed away this last week. So if we could just be praying for our pastors as they grieve a loss. I mean, thankfully, Grandma Doris, sweet Grandma Doris is in heaven rejoicing with Jesus, but it does feel a little heavy on this side of heaven, amen? If you've ever lost a family member, you kind of know. So let's just keep our pastors in, a, in our prayers. And if you ever, you know, feel generous, they love Costa, what, no, not Costa Vida, Cafe Rio. They love Cafe Rio, Starbucks, the co-op, like if you want to just bless them with a gift card, you know, whatever, whatever the Lord's telling you to do. Um, But I just want to thank our pastors because they're seriously so amazing. I would not be standing on this stage if it wasn't for Pastor Tracy. I, um, so generous to me. She literally took me from a sassy little girl and has just really, you know, spoken life, spoken wisdom over me and just really, um, just helped develop me with the Lord, obviously. But um, so I love our pastors and Pastor Garrison, he is amazing. If you've never gotten to know Pastor Garrison personally, he is awesome. I used to work with him. As many of you know, we've told the story. We used to work with him, Bridge. Um, at one point we had like half of our stand because we worked at Dutch Bros, half of our stand coming to young adults. Well, then it was GCD, but it was a rowdy time. It was a good time. Um, but let's just give it up for our pastors right now. So we are in our priest series and Pastor Garrison kicked us off last week and he talked through John 15, I believe. And he talked about how if we wanna be the priest that Jesus called us to be, we have to give our full attention to God, right? Um, And I just really wanted to continue off of that. And I'm a practical person. I just really love the practicals. I'm like, okay, you're telling me I need to do this. What does that mean? What does it look like, right? Has anyone ever felt that? When like, you're like, yes, I believe in that word. I want that word over my life. What does that look like, right? Well, I felt like today um, that God really stuck out First Peter to me. So um, if you want a title for this talk, you can put chosen by God, okay? And our scripture is First Peter 2, 9 through 10. If you don't have your Bible, um, you can look at the Jumbotron. If you're a youth leader, you should know this by heart because I'm pretty sure it's your scripture. So it says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You can say it with me. A people for his own possession that you, procla- that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Verse 10 Did I only give you that one? Okay, once, I'll just read it. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Can someone say chosen by God? I'm gonna pray for us. God, I just thank you for this word that you've placed in my heart. God, I just even thank you for this series that we're in, this priest series. God, I just pray for open hearts to receive whatever you would like to speak to us. God, it might be individual something or collectively, whatever it looks like. God, I just pray that your spirit, it's already here. God, spirit, continue to move through me. God, let it not be my words, but your words, Holy Spirit, that is speaking tonight. And if you are ready for the word, can you say amen? 
Okay, amen. <laughs> so normally, you know how like the preacher always like tells a story before they like really get into like the background and all that good stuff. I was thinking of a story and I'm like, I got nothing. <laughs> and I like wish I could be that person who, okay, I honestly don't think I'm that funny. I think my friends are really funny. I feel like I have to try. They are very sweet and call me funny, but it was, <laughs> it was funny. Okay, so I went to, no, my friends are really funny. If you like Adrian, Kaylee, Bridget, Lindsay, they're all really hilarious. Um, Ivan, yeah, Ivan. <laughs> um, no, I went out to dinner. So this is my, this is my proof. So I went out to dinner with, um, I go out pretty, like once a year, twice a year. I go out with my best friend from high school. We've known each other since we were in the fifth grade. Um, and I was telling her, I'm like, man, you really have to meet some of my friends. I'm just praying that she comes to church, but I'm like, you have to meet my friends. They're going to love you. You're really funny. And I think you're effortlessly, like effortlessly funny. And I'm telling her this and I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't really feel like I'm that funny. And she's like, yeah, you're not really. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So now that that's solidified, like, cool. So I like literally was scratching my brain for, no, I know it was kind of funny. I was like, oh, all right, we're going to be that honest. Like, whatever. We've known each other for a really long time. Okay. Um, but I was scratching my brain for a story and I couldn't think of one. So I just told you that instead. So what is a priest? <laughs> What is a priest? Does anyone know what that means? What that word means? You can shout it out if you know. What is a priest? No one knows? It's okay if you don't. Stone, go ahead. Oh, okay. You don't know. Cool. That's great. No, this is great because I feel like a lot of times in church, or at least this is how I was when I first started coming to church, and honestly, sometimes now, because Pastor Chris says really big words really fast, <laughs> and I'm like trying to write it down, and I look over at Ashley, and I'm like, Ashley, do you got that? Because she like just types away. But um, we sometimes hear these words and we're like, okay, we're supposed to be that, but we don't really know what that means. So I want to break it down. A priest, in the Old Testament, a priest was someone whose job it was to represent and embody God's heavenly divine presence here on earth. So wrapping that all up, priests were called, their primary function was to represent God to the people and then represent people to God, okay? So priests act as the mediator between heaven and earth. So where does this role come from? So if you read back in Genesis, um, when God creates humanity, he, it's in Genesis 1, 26. If you are a note taker, I'm a note taker, so I like all the scriptures, um, God gives Adam and Eve this, this role to rule and reign over all of creation, right? Um, and this is where our role comes from. We were given the authority to rule and represent God over this earth, right? So um, we were created specifically to represent God, okay? Um, and some priests in the Bible, we see from the beginning all of these stories, and I just wanna highlight three priests that we really hear about a lot. And they're David, Moses, and Abraham, okay? So there are many examples, but I wanna look at these three because I believe that these three priests really outline what it looks like for us as priests right now, okay? So David, David was a worshiper. And I mean, honestly, I don't feel like CYA really has a problem with worshiping, right? But I think Stephen actually hit on it, which I loved because the Holy Spirit's just working. But sometimes we come and we're like, I'm gonna get ahead of myself. But we like come to God and we're like, okay, I can sing the songs. You know, I thank God because he changed my life. He changed my name. He healed my heart, right? And we sometimes forget 
what that actually means when we go out into the world, right? But David, he, like through all of his life, I mean, he messes up, but throughout his life, you see in his writings, he just loved to worship God. He loved the presence of God, right? Um, he, his desire, one of his desires was to build the temple. And what was the temple? It was a place to worship God, right? Um, Moses, love my man Moses, kind of feel for him though, because he literally has to do all this work and he like doesn't get to see the promise. And I'm like, that's so sad. Actually too, like, well, it's, you got to read the scriptures, but when he like sits on the mountain, like sees the promised land, like over, I'm like, God, that is so sad that like, he just doesn't get to see it. But Moses, he loved people. He loved his people. And he knew that sometimes they did not do the best things. Right. Um, and in, I wrote this down. So Exodus 32, I don't have it up there, but I'm going to read it. Um, Actually, yeah, I'm going to read it. But so Moses prayed for his people. He really interceded. And there's, um, there's a, a story in the Bible. It's in Exodus 32. And it talks about how, um, so Moses goes on the mountain and he has to go to this mountain alone, up to Mount Sinai. And that's when he gets the 10 commandments. And I was trying to find like the exact scripture, but basically like, I feel like God would have let anybody come, right? But they literally were like, you do it, Moses, like you're our guy, you go ahead, right? And he goes up to the mountain by himself, gets the 10 commandments. And while he's up there, there's a little bit of a delay and the people start worshiping a golden calf, like which was like the number like two rule, like tied with first not to do, like you were not supposed to do this, right? And so I I just, I wrote this down. So Exodus 32 verse one says, when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered themselves together to Aaron and said, up, make us gods who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So literally because there's like a little delay, they're like, meh peace. Like, and they just like turn exactly away from what God has called them to do. And I wrote this in worship. Just because there's a delay does not mean you choose something else. Just because there's a little bit of a delay and a promise doesn't mean you turn to go someplace else. And that's exactly what the Israelites did. And Moses, so they worship the, the golden calf with Aaron, who's literally Moses's brother. And he, Moses comes down from the mountain and it like obviously angers God that his, if his people literally just were like, peace, I'm going to go worship something else. Like I'm going to go do something else. And so God was angry. Of course, like I'd be angry too. Like we always get mad. Like we always have like an uncomfortable like feeling when we see like God was angry <laughs> or God regretted making humanity. Right. And I feel like we almost need to come to this, like this point of understanding that like, God did everything for us. He created this entire earth for us to rule and to reign and to represent him. He made us in his image. And then because there was a delay, we decided to go do something else. Like I'd be mad too. Like if I asked, like if I asked my friends to do something and I'm like, Hey, like, I really need you to do, like, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. Like, please, like, if you love me, if you call me your best friend, like, please do this. Right. And they're like, yeah, of course. And they immediately turn around and do the exact thing I just asked them not to do. Am I the only one who's going to get mad? 
No, you get mad too. And then you go and talk about them. Like, it's like, you just, it's like this cycle, right? And so this is what the Israelites do. So anyway, my main point of this is that Moses interceded on their behalf after they did exactly what God told them not to do. And then God changes his mind and takes his anger away and like basically changes the plan for them, right? So Moses intercedes for his people. And then our last example is Abraham. So if you haven't read the, the story, Abraham and Isaac, um, Isaac is the promised son from God. And um, Abraham, like right after he, well, probably like, I don't know, how old was Isaac? Like 11, 12? Yeah. 25? Okay, yeah. I'm gonna ask my, my Bible scholar friends. So he was like our age, right? And like if your dad was like, all right, let's go. We're gonna go sacrifice yourself like up on the mountain. I'd be like, you're crazy, right? Um, but Abraham has to sacrifice Isaac. And I love this, that God is requiring Abraham to go up to, to own up to his own mistakes um, and to stop, stop scheming and surrendering to God his plan and his future, right? So Isaac, if you don't know, he's this promised son of Abraham, right? God promises Abraham that he is gonna have a, a, like a, a family of you know, many people, big nations, like all this thing. And then literally his promised son he's waited his entire life for is finally here. And then God's like, will you sacrifice him? And it's honestly this test, right? Um, it's this test that we are, will actually do what, well, Abraham will actually do what God's asking him to do. So Abraham, he has this sacrifice and he does it. He does the test well. I actually love in the scripture, it says he woke up early. Like if I had to sacrifice my son, like my promise that God gave me finally, I would not be waking up early. Like I would literally be like, I'm asleep in, like I'll do it like around 5 p.m. or something, like after a nap, you know? But he woke up early to sacrifice. And I love these three examples. So David was a worshiper, and then Moses interceded, and Abraham sacrificed. And what these examples mean, they all point to Jesus. Jesus does all of these all the time for us, right? Um, through Jesus, all humanity can become what they were meant to do in the garden, right? He can bring us back to what God originally created us for, okay? So I love this. Jesus does all, of the, all these things. He worshiped God. He's our perfect example of a worshiper. Like he gave his life. So, um, and Lindsay kind of hit on this. Worship is not just like, our singing. It's not our singing to God. Yes, it is that, but it's not just that, right? It's how we live our life. It's what we do. And Jesus worshiped the Father by giving up his will for his fathers. That is the perfect example of worship, right? And then Jesus intercedes for us. Come on. What, it's like Romans, let's see, Romans 8. He died for us and he seated at the right hand of, of the Father, interceding for us right now. So if you have a problem, if you have a need, if you have a sin cycle like you came up and you raised your hand for, God God is interceding for you right now. And then he also sacrificed himself. Like we talk about it, it's almost Easter. We celebrate the resurrection. God gave himself up for each and every one of us, amen? So what does this all mean? I know I had a lot of background, but what does this all mean for us? It means that through Jesus, all humanity can become the priests that we were meant to be, okay? All humanity can become the priests that we were meant to be through Jesus. Someone say, chosen by God. Okay, so I really loved 1 Peter in the message. So we're gonna put it up again on the screen. And it says, 
but you are the chosen, you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for a high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work, speaking out for him, to tell others the night and day difference he made for you, from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. So I loved this scripture because it really, it shows us that we were chosen by God. From the very beginning of time, we are his, we are the ones he wants to partner with, right? We are the ones of the high calling of priestly work, the high calling of priestly work. We are chosen to be a people of God, to do what God created us to do back in Genesis 1, right? Um, And I, so preparing for this message, and my friends know, I had a lot of things kind of rolling through my mind because I just, I was like, Holy Spirit, I don't, what do you want to communicate to us? And I really felt like God kind of brought me back and I'm gonna hit on this a little bit later, but I just, I have a really big heart for young people. Um, I think that we have a very unique time in our lives to really worship God and to really sacrifice our lives for God. And um, so I wrote this down, that if we don't take up our priestly role, God will let us live our lives our own way, but we won't reap the benefits he has for us. And um, I'm just gonna be really transparent. Um, I didn't always live a life for God, right? I didn't grow up in a house. Uh, Many of you know my story. I didn't grow up in a house that, knew God, who talked about God, you know. I thought about it the other day. I was like, God, you are always after my heart. Like, I would go to church with my grandparents early in the morning at ungodly, well, when you're eight, the ungodly time of eight or 8.30 in the morning. Like, when you're little and you're like, I don't want to go. And my grandma, she really did me dirty because she would be like, yeah, let's stay up. Let's watch TV. Like we got it. And we would watch TV until like two or three in the morning. And then she'd be like, time to wake up. And it'd be like 8 a.m. And I'm like, we stayed up till 3.30, grandma, watching infomercials. Like we did nothing. And now I'm tired. And you're telling me I have to go to church. It was fun. Um, But you know, so I was, I, I would, I would actually, and it was funny, I thought about it. I used to go to my grandparents like every other weekend. And so, and I would just sit in the back of, in the pews. They were singing hymns that I didn't know. And it wasn't that good. It was a Nazarene church and it's not that great, but that's okay. We move on. And, um, and then like, I had many friends that would invite me to their church to do youth events or things like that. And I would go and, you know, all these things. And I I noticed that God was always after my heart, but um, I didn't always live that way. And even honestly, after I became a Christian, I had a really hard time um, with my identity. And um, I won't even say that this is just for the women in here, because I do know that it's true of men. Um, I would put my worth in a guy, And I wanted someone to love me. So I thought that meant I had to give myself to him, right? And I put my trust in that. I put my whole being in that. Whatever you want to be, I'll do that. I will be that. If you want me to wear a certain thing, if you want me to do a certain thing, whatever, I will do it, right? And I struggled for a really long time. Um, And I noticed that when I would do that, I would be away from God, right? Sin separates us from God. Um, And I just noticed that any time that I would do that, I knew that I wasn't doing what God had called me to do. But he, of course, like a gentleman, 
lets us do whatever we want. If we want to choose that way, he wants a real relationship with us. He's never going to force you to come through those doors. He is never going to force you to come to this altar. He is never going to force you to give up that sin cycle. He wants you to choose him. And the best part about it is we were chosen at the beginning of time to be priests, to be high on our high calling, right? So um, if we don't pick up our call, uh, God will rise up other people. Um, and we see this, um, I, and we always hear this saying, or at least in church, you, you hear, um, you were made for such a time as this, right? Who's heard that? Has anyone heard that, right? And I was thinking about it and I'm like, oh my gosh, like Esther, she had this really like cool, radical time to stand up for God. But her uncle warned her that if she didn't do it, God would just raise somebody else up and that she would not be safe just because uh, she was the queen, right? So in Esther 4.14, if you want to put it on the jumbotron, it says, for if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise up for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. But who knows whether you have not come to this kingdom for such a time as this. And I just really felt that specifically for our generation, that God has us here for such a time as this, for us to pick up our call. We are set apart to show this world who, is God, who God is. We we are called to represent and just reign over this world. We are called, and, and I loved what even Pastor Chris preached about today, evangelism, right? And I don't have this in my notes, but um, if anyone is honest, I don't know, maybe it's just me, evangelism is scary, right? <laughs> like I, it is so hard to be like, hi, do you know Jesus? Like, you know, or like, I love God. Do you? Like, I don't know. It's just so like, it's this, it's hard. I don't know. For me, it's hard. I am so awkward. I'm like, yeah, I go to church. And just like, I'm like, I don't know. It's just so scary. And I loved what he said that it's not just us being like, it's us being invitational, right? It's us saying, you know what? Night and day in me, this night and day difference. What does first Peter say? The night and day difference. That's what we're supposed to tell people about. That if there's a miracle that happened in your life, God wants you to tell other people about it. That is, that is evangelism, right? Um, and I love this. N.T. Wright says this, God has set people apart to be living signals of this new world. They are therefore to be holy, both in the technical sense that God has set them apart for this pur purpose and in the practical sense that their actual lives have been transformed, right? Jesus invites us to be like him so we can take up our calling to become priests, right? So how do we do this? Um, and I, I really think that we do the examples that I said before, okay? We worship, we intercede, and we sacrifice, right? So worship, priests worship God, right? They were in the temple worshiping God and coming close and being in the presence. And that's what Pastor Garrison talked about last week. We need to worship him. We need to spend time with God. We need to put him first in our lives, right? Um, like I said, we don't really have a problem with singing worship songs, right? I can literally be like, hell lost another one. And then all of you are gonna be like, I am free, right? We can do it. And I, I hear that tambo, right? But we need to also worship God with our lives, right? Um, Romans 12 says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, right? Um, I know we're young, right? Some of us, we go downtown thinking that it's not a big thing. Um, it is. 
Like, I, I want to be the good person and be like, it's okay, sweetie. Like, you're just going to be, this is a season. No, it is not good. If you like, and you can ask me later what I think about drinking, I will tell you, okay? Everyone has their own conviction. I'm not trying to press mine on you. But I, I do think that if you're spending time First, going downtown, drinking, smoking, hanging out with people that you shouldn't be hanging out with. I knew from when I first started coming to GCD that I had to get new friends because they were not, my friends were like, you don't have to, you don't need to go to church. You can come hang out with me. We, we literally, instead of going to GCD, I went catfishing. Like I literally went out to go catch catfish. Like it was like, you know, in the pond, you catch catfish, you drink a beer, you do something that you don't want to do. Like that's, that's what I went instead. That's what I did instead of going to church. And I knew I had, I knew I had to get new friends because they were not going to be the friends that told me to go to church. That fishing means something so different now. So I'm sorry. That was confusing. That was confusing. I understand. I was actually fishing. I don't know if you know, but we live in Idaho. I was actually fishing. If you need me to teach you how to bait a hook, I got you. Okay, but some of you know that you're not supposed to be doing it and God has been telling you and beckoning you and asking you to give it up, but you're like, I'll sing my song on a Sunday and then Monday through Saturday, I'm gonna go hit, I'm gonna go get twofers at wherever. <laughs> I don't know where they are, but I know there's a good deal, you know? So we're like, oh yeah, we'll do it. And again, like I'm not trying to press a conviction, but I am asking you, maybe there's an, an area in your life that God is trying to call you out of, to get you to grow. And what did Pastor Garrison say? There's areas in our lives that we need to be pruned. Maybe this is an area, right? Um, our speech. Some of us need to be better about our speech, right? James says that both the tongue can curse and bless, right? We need to be careful with our speech, our relationships. Maybe you're in a relationship or a friendship that's not bringing you closer to God. And you need to, you need to be like, honestly, I love you, but like, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna put God first. I'm gonna worship God with my actions, right? Um, what we're putting in our bodies, smoking, drinking, fast food, it's not good for us, you know? I all, you know, it's... It always sounds like a good idea. And I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you and tell you that I don't eat fast food because I definitely do. Um, but it's not good for us, right? Like we, maybe we need to go, you know, get some vegetables. I don't know. Um, okay, so we need to worship God with our lives, right? Amen. My second point is we need to intercede. Um, Dr. Frank DiMazio says this, that intercession is not a gift of the spirit. It is a responsibility of everyone, okay? Priests intercede on behalf of, behalf of others, okay? We represent God to the people and people to God, okay? So that means sometimes that you're gonna have to intercede. And um, like, so... Uh, this is gonna be a hard story because it's his birthday. But my, one of my older brothers, his name is Josh. He's like, how old am I? 28, he's 36, okay? And we're like exactly eight years apart, so I had to do the math. <laughs> Hopefully I did it right, I don't know. Um, but so he has been in and out of jail for the last like three years and he is so smart and like he is such a good guy, but he is 
just riddled with addiction. He do in my family when an anxiety and something that I'm having to do in my family when I'm the only one who knows God is intercede on the behalf of my brother, right? And I don't, and half of my family doesn't even live here. And so I have to intercede that a godly person would intercept them, that a godly person who's walking by the spirit would encounter them. That's what I have to pray. So what is it in your life that you need to advocate for others in? I really believe that this is something so important. There shouldn't be pipe and drape in this room. There should be a ton of people in this room. We need to intercede for our friends, our family, our coworkers, strangers on the street. We need to bring them in. This is a house ready for miracles, right? Let's bring them in. Everyone has the responsibility to pray, okay? And then my last point, and I really felt, I was telling Ashley this um, in the bathroom before, you know, you gotta make sure everything looks good. Um, And my third point is sacrifice. And I really felt like, This is something for our generation. We can worship, we can intercede, we can pray. We've been talking about it as a church for a really long time. But I think something that's gonna separate us in our generation is sacrifice. And when I say that word, you kind of like, like you shrink in a little bit. You're like, I don't know if this one's from the Holy Spirit, right? But priests sacrifice and surrender everything to God, right? They sacrifice for themselves. So in the holies of holies or in the tabernacle, when you went in, there were certain levels. And when there were certain levels, there was a certain one that they, the priests had to sacrifice for themselves before they could go in and sacrifice for others, right? So priests are supposed to sacrifice. Um, and I really felt like there's been something that you, that us, as a, as a generation, as a church, as a community, we have been beckoned by God to surrender and we're choosing not to. Um, you know, some of it might be, like I already said, a relationship or a friendship that you really do, like you, it, to get closer to God, you need to sacrifice it. And it could just be for a time. And, it, and maybe, you know, it's for forever. <laughs> and I know that sounds kind of sad, but like, I remember there was a time where one of my friends, good guy friend, and he's like, we can't be friends. And I remember for a really long time, I was like, you are wrong. (laughs) Like, you're wrong. I don't see it. And I remember he was like, do you trust me? And I was like, not in this moment. (laughs) He's like, well, do you trust the Lord? And I said, yes. And he's like, okay, just trust in God that this is what we're supposed to be doing. And I said, okay. Champion each other from the side, as close to friends as we used to be, but we love each other. We champion each other from the side. We totally are like, get it, you know, go ahead. And we're, we're still friends. Like we see each other at church, right? But maybe there's something that, was in that friendship that I didn't see and he didn't see and God was like, no, it needs to stop, right? Um, some of us need to sacrifice our money. I understand as a, as a college age, a young adult, I get when you can only give like a dollar. I have been there, I have done that. And can I tell you the joy that it is to now tithe a greater amount? It took me a long time to be able to tithe what I tithe. And now I'm like, oh Lord, I cannot wait for the day that my tithe gets to be bigger, right? We need to be young people who are generous. Have you ever been around a stingy person? They ain't fun, all right? You're kind of like, 
ah, I do not want to be friends with you. Like, I needed, I needed help with gas. And you were like, ah, yeah. You know, I've had an amazing community around me that if I ever needed something, if there was an emergency, I could call up like 10 people and they would be around me, right? That is the same of you. If you are in this community, that is true of you, right? But we need to be generous with our money. We need to sacrifice that cling on our heart, right? Um, and some of us is our pride. Um, I really feel like there's some of you who you think you know better than God. Um, and I've been there. There's been times in my life where I'm like, God, you do not know and I know better, right? Um, but I think some of us need to sacrifice our pride. Um, and this is gonna be the hard part because I might cry. So I'm sorry if I do. But um, interns and past interns, if I can talk to you for a second, God called you to a season to separate your life from this world so that you could grow, right? And you accepted the call. You're currently doing it, or maybe you have done it in the past, but you built a foundation. And I, I really strongly believe that some of you are walking away from that foundation because you think you know better than God. God did such a deep work in you and he's doing a deep work in you, right? And if you're not an intern, I'm so sorry. I hope you do it. Please do it. Our intern program is amazing. Um, it's growing. And like, if you want to be a part of it, you can ask literally like any of us. We will tell you, right? It's not easy. It's not easy. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that it's easy. But it is so worth it. And I, my fear, my fear is that some of you think you know better than what God did in your life. And it's time to sacrifice that. Time to lay that pride down. Um, some of you, you were supposed to do interns and you told God no. I'm telling you that God honors sacrifice. If you believe that God called you to that season, run run. And it doesn't even have to be interns. If God called you to not date a boy or not date a girl, run to that call. Please, please do it. It'll be better for you. God honors that sacrifice and he gives you more than you could ever imagine. We love the world word revival, but we are not willing to sacrifice if it means sacrificing something we want, right? Chosen by God. Someone say, chosen by God. At the beginning of this year, and Corey, you can play if you're not already. I can't really hear it. Um, at the beginning of the year, I was just kind of praying what God was going to do in young adults and in interns and in my life and my friend's life and our church. And, you know, it was kind of cheesy, but like the verse of the day was Isaiah 43. And you can put it up. And it says... Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? It will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And I believe that there's a new thing God wants to do in us, in young adults, in our generation. Um, we need to be people of our priestly role. We need it. Our world needs us to represent God. We need to be acting in that role. So whether that is through worship, whether that is through intercession or sacrifice, we need to do it. And I want to encourage you, if there's something in your past 
that is holding you back, can I ask you to just let it go tonight? Let God come in and just dwell in that thing. I have been riddled by fear of my past coming to rear its ugly head and do something. And it has kept me. And when it has kept me, I've always been upset. I've always been like, why God, you have, you've called me, you set me apart, you washed me clean, you cleansed me, you put me in, you took me from darkness, right? Into your marvelous light. Why am I letting it have a hold on me? And I have a feeling that's what a lot of us are doing in this room, right? We need to forget what the past looked like. One author says this, if God has established the new thing, he has, like he had always promised, to go back to the old is foolish as well as it is disloyal. Remember that through Jesus, we've been made new. You were chosen by God. You were plucked out of darkness and put to his marvelous light. And I even, um, I even felt like there's some people who, um, this is gonna skip way ahead and out of order so the whole band can come up. But um, if everyone wants to close their eyes and bow their head just for privacy and concentration, this is a serious moment. Um, but uh, actually I'm gonna have everyone stand. Um, I really felt in worship that there are some of you who don't believe that you've been chosen by God. And I don't know if it's one of you. I don't know if it's none of you. I hope my, my prayer is that it's none of you. Um, but I really feel like some or maybe one in this room um, feels like they need to take their life. And can I tell you that suicide is not the answer. You were chosen by God. And if that's you, I just, um, I'm gonna ask you to be bold. If you could raise your hand and come to the front because I feel like God wants to take that shame, that guilt, that anxiety, that depression off of you. There is such a trade when we surrender to God that we have eternal freedom. We have eternal freedom Thank you, Jesus. If there's anyone else, you can just come forward. But God, I'm just gonna pray. God, I thank you that we have been chosen as your royal priesthood, as a holy nation. God, I thank you that you, at the beginning of time, knitted us in our mother's womb. You fearfully and wonderfully made each and every one of us. None of us are an accident. God, there is nothing that we did to hinder or take us away or take us out of the plan of God. You have chosen us. And tonight we get to choose you. Lord, I thank you that we get to choose life. We get to be taken out of darkness and put into your marvelous light tonight. God, there is freedom for those who are riddled by shame, who are riddled by suicide, who are riddled by anxiety and depression. God, there is freedom in this place, knowing, knowing that we are chosen by God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If tonight you are one of those three, maybe you need to worship God first and only Him. Maybe you need to inter start interceding for your family or for your friends or your coworkers and God is beckoning you to intercede for them. Maybe there's something that you need to sacrifice. I really felt like that was our call is to sacrifice 
What does Jesus say? When you lose your life for Him, you'll find it. I really believe that is us tonight. So if you're one of those three, I'm just gonna have you come forward and we're gonna worship and we're gonna pray for God to move in our life. Um, I don't know what song y'all have, but whatever you have, but we're gonna worship and we're gonna let God do what He wants to do. And tonight is gonna be the night that we never go back. We're not gonna go back. We're not going back to that sin. We're not going back to that shame. We're not going back to that old life. We're picking up our new life. We are putting on the garment of praise. We are putting on gladness and joy and happiness, sacrificing our life, interceding for others and worshiping God to take up our priestly role. So if that's you, come forward. I, you don't have to wait. Come forward. It's fine. It's all of us, honestly. Thank you for joining us today. To stay connected with our community, you can follow us at Capital Young Adults.